0: Shalom and welcome to the Ishai Fleischer show Broadcasting live from Judea to the world You're a part of it wherever you are Shalom and welcome to Malka Fleischer Hi there This week's uh, show is really uh, It's always about the land of Israel And the stories of the land of Israel But this week's week's, like everything It all ties into the land of Israel There's like a lot of tie-ins A lot A lot of tie-ins tie in together this week More than usual First thing is Is that we want to say a big Mazal Tov to the Jews of the diaspora and to the Jews of Israel for reconnecting Torah portion wise Yay. this Shabbat okay so that means that we are reunited uh, because in uh, in uh, outside of the land of Israel they're reading Matot Masae and we're reading Masae and so finally we are back um, in alignment <clears throat> in alignment where we haven't been in alignment now uh, for many months so that's big Mazaltov. tov Second thing is that I want to dedicate the show to a lot of Eretz Yisrael people, but especially, first and foremost, this show's dedication goes out to Leah Goldman. Yes, uh, who uh Who is celebrating 10 years of being in heaven, all right, uh, of, of uh, being in the world to next world. Uh, and she was an awesome person in, in this world and I think an awesome person in, in the next world. Uh, her uh, husband, uh, former husband shmuel goldman uh and uh, his new wife bacheva uh and the family that they're raising partially her children uh are doing amazing and they are a blessing in this world and the place that she tried so hard to create which is the golan heights especially the community of yonatan is burgeoning and so uh, her wishes uh and her uh for for the life of her children the life of her husband Shmuel, my dear friend, our dear friend, uh, and uh, for for the life of Eretz Yisrael is all flourishing. Uh, she was a very good friend, and uh, to me personally, and to us as That's well, right. I knew her all the way from high school, and we were. She was one of my only like friends, really. She was a a good friend, and <clears throat> and so therefore uh, today today's show is dedicated to her memory. That's right, and her ten year uh, anniversary of her passing, um, and. Um, Leah Goldman, you were awesome in life and you continue to be awesome in the next life. Um, I also want to say today is also the show is also dedicated to my mom's birthday. Yes. My mom. That's right. That's right. um, To distinguish between the living and the dead. It's my mom's birthday uh, this week, this coming week. I had this. St- I've had yeah. You st- got a little. You got I've a little had, schmutz in the I've in had the lungs. Schmutz all day, all day. I had to. I suffered through it. Must be Why? the heat or something. Yeah, it's
1: yeah. the heat. Maybe dust. <clears throat> maybe allergies. Yeah, Sometimes yeah all, get a little all allergies. Maybe all you've been eating above. too much dairy. Some people say that you get phlegm from dairy.
0: I don't eat a lot of dairy. Uh, I did have a dairy thing though today, hmm. but not a lot really. I had a plain yogurt with some uh, with some frozen berries for some frobos. Nice. Um, yeah, little Frobos. And um, anyway, my mom's birthday is on the site of the Arizala Kaddosh. So my mom's birthday is on, on Dalid Av is Leah Goldman's site. <clears throat> so Dalid Av is the site of Leah Goldman and Hayav is the site of the Arizala Kaddosh, and my mom's birthday which is not so great because my mom's birthday is in the nine days. Yeah, not as fun. And these nine days are really all about mourning for the for the destroyed temples, for the rejection of the land of Israel,
1: and for all the things that we do to keep the temple from being rebuilt,
0: um, right, uh, or from coming home to the land of Israel. And so, so basically, here we are. Like, so, so I like notice all these things. It's like there's like a pattern here, right. The, the Jews of the Diaspora and the Jews of uh, Israel are coming back together Torah-wise. Leah Goldman passes away but like wanted to see the North flourish, and it's happening in her life, in her in her after her life. The Arizal's Yurtzeit, the Arizal is all about uh, teaching Jewish mysticism but also calling for the Jewish people to start yearning to come back home. That's the Lecha Dodi that's written at that same time which is the, it was written by Shlomo Alkabetz But it's written in the Tzfat thing um, And bring all that together to uh, The Torah portion itself Which is all about the borders of the land of Israel The don't give away the land to the others Like don't, don't right. do it Like Torah's like don't do it, don't do it, don't do it don't Don't, don't do it and I love how they're like some rabbis were like, yeah, yeah, it's okay to do it. <laughs> Torah's like, no, 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 don't. no, no. How do, about do, we don't. don't? Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, don't give away the land to anybody. You know, and, and don't let the bad guys stick around. Because' right. that's into a lesson the we have
1: somehow managed not to learn.
0: And Torah's like, and the Torah's like, and the Torah Torah's really harsh. The harshest verse in the whole Torah is in this week's Torah portion, which is like, you gotta kick out the bad guys. And if you don't, what I plan to do to them it's gonna boomerang right back on you. I don't think
1: the word boomerang is there.
0: it's like it's like what I plan to do what I envisioned to do to them I'll do to you. That's bad which is I wanted you to kick them out you're gonna, you're the ones who are gonna get kicked out. No 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 so and that also brings me to another topic oh and I forgot there's one more so there's the there's the borders of the land of Israel. what are the borders? Then don't give away your land, then create priestly cities of refuge. Yes. Which is once you go into the land, you know, I know you guys and you guys aren't always careful with one another. So people are gonna get killed by mistake. So I create these cities of refuge. Cities where you if you, you can run away. Speaking of boomerang, if you like did something bad <clears throat> and you ran, yeah, you got refuge. And it might seem a little bit sad and bad, but that's actually because it's real. It's real people in a real land. Chevron is a city of refuge. It's one of them. I always
1: find it interesting that they say that in the in the times of the Mashiach, in the, like, in the redemption time, they're going to add two more cities to the cities of re- refuge. Three. Three more cities to the cities of refuge. I always thought that was interesting because you're like, why will we need more cities of refuge in the Geula, in, right. the, in the redemption time? And it just goes to show you that redemption, I don't know. It's like you still, there's still like going to be some regular life happening during redemption.
0: Right. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. That's a good, that's a very good point. Uh, and Moses is like um, making sure that you know, like how to exist in this land. And so it's the, the land is not just a dreamland the messianic moment of coming into the land is not just like perfection. Right. There's still a lot of work to be done. And and that ties in also to two more things in the Torah portion, which is the daughters of Tzlavchad. they're about to inherit their father, but the tribesmen from their tribes are from the tribe of Menesher, like, okay, but there's a little problem here, which is that if they marry people outside of the tribe, we're going to lose portions of the tribal inheritance.
1: Because the tribe is determined by the father.
0: Right. The tribal inheritance, right? So if they
1: marry boys from other tribes, then that land goes into a different tribe.
0: Right. So the end of the Parsha is like, and they married men of their choosing from their own tribe, and therefore the land was kept within the tribe. And then the Torah portion ends, and then the book ends. The book of Bamidbar, I must say, my either number one or number two favorite book in uh, of the five books. I mean, it just it's like it's like this book. I I tell you, I like part of me thinks I would just write a doctorate just on the book of of uh, numbers. Wow. It's like so political and so interesting and just so filled with these incredible stories. I am an absolute like I am a big numbers guy. Like give me the book of numbers, I could study numbers nerd. I'm a numbers nerd. Just call me a numbers guy, okay? <laughs> I like I run the numbers. you know what I mean? I just, wow, what a what a book, what adventures, what issues, and so pertinent to today, so pertinent. You know what it is? The book of Genesis is the book of of pertinent, sociological, personal relationship with God and with family. It's like I and thou. It's like me and the other. And me and the the other person and the preferred other
1: preferred pronouns, thy, thine. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, thou, thou, thy, thou, thy, thusly. Yeah. <laughs> but the book of Numbers, the book of Exodus is the book of Exodus. It's the book of like big miracles. This is the showtime. Okay, that's what the, that's what it's like. The show is on. God's in the house. He's on stage. Moses you know as Cecil B DeMille the whole thing yeah. is like boom it's on the stage that's that's book number 2 book number 1 is the book of like psychology prophecy and family hmm. book it number, also sets up the
1: story right book number 1 I always is like the beginning of the movie the best
0: it's the it's the prequel it's the yeah, it's, it's the it's the it's the like, setup right da, na,
1: na, na,
0: na, 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 i don't think that's the tune at all na, na, to na, the book na, of genesis na, na, na.
1: Well, it's a little bit. No, it's just like you meet this guy, and then he has a son. I know it's not always so beautiful, but it's like the setup.
0: Y- yes, but I don't think that's the tune of it.
1: Well, what's the tune? What's your tune?
0: Uh, I, I, you're you're stumping me here. I, I don't I don't have a tune right you now. You need in my to head. come up with a tune. Come I got, on. I got a lot of things in my head right now that, that I can't come up with this tune. So, so the that's the book of but the, but the book of Exodus is the book of like God's on stage. It's like, it's like, it's like God is the, he's, he's
1: the, the hand, I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that.
0: But a little bit more Middle Eastern stuff, you know, like, like, like you know that one? So that's, so that's like, then the book of Leviticus is, yeah, the book of Leviticus, that's the book of, of law and purity. And and the temple and, and these things. It's the book of offerings and purity, and it's the book of it's the book of the meat. And the, there's a reason that's the middle, because it's the real marrow of Judaism. But the book of Leviticus, of the book of Numbers, that's the book of like Jewish leadership, Jewish politics, Jewish uh, issues as a nation. It's a national question. It's a question of leadership. It's a question of, of of who will lead and tribal configurations. And the book starts like that. It's like it's like this is how the tribes are configured, and, and, and it ends with a and it has the central story in it, which is the sin of the spies. That's the central central story, and then the rest are trying to figure out how to fix that sin, which which I think the daughters of Slavchad are a key part of fixing the sin of the spies. Then the book of of uh, Deuteronomy Dvarim. That's the book of philosophy. That's the book of how to see the world. That's, that's like, his, I would say it's the book of history and philosophy that Moses gives to us. It's basically m- Mosesian, m- mosaic. mosaic. Moses-ian? And, no, mosaic philosophy, uh, and I, I, you know, sometimes I, 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 might, I might get in trouble for this, but there are a lot of these Musser books that are very famous. And I would say to, if I was a rabbi in a shiva, I'd be like, you know what? It's a good book. But how about you like delve into the book of Dvarim? Like the faith and all that, it's all in there. It's all in the book of Dvarim. That's it. And we're starting that book. In any case, uh, Malka, these are the, so, so the, the end of the book of going back to the, going to the land of Israel and getting ready for it, that's happening now. And finally, 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 uh, Ben Shapiro was here in town at CPAC, mm-hmm. and you and I went down there. Yeah, it was fun. Tell me about that.
1: Well, we talked about it a little bit last week. If you remember, we talked about the Shvitzing that we did at the Ben Shapiro show, and it was very, very nice. But uh, part of what happened there is that he had a discussion um, with the, the uh, Israeli host, and the host asked him if he's going to be making Aliyah. And Ben Shapiro basically said, I don't plan on making Aliyah. I, You know, I have a pretty significant uh, work that I do in the United States. I'm trying to, you know, promote important values that we share and uh, I'm not going to be, I don't plan to make Aliyah. And you wrote an article about that part of the talk.
0: He also said that America is a bastion of morality, like living in America is in itself a moral value and that he shares the moral values of America. I have some friends who have serious issues with that kind of talk uh, like my friend Yehuda Cohen who you know really vehemently doesn't like the idea of upholding the empire and Well
1: you don't have to be like a major like that you don't have to take a big globalist political view to to take issue with or not to take issue but like to feel let down when a a Jew who is a significant person says i choose to live in another country because that country is so great
0: and has a, has a moral has right a it's moral like a
1: moral i made a moral determination right. that i should live in a different country than the state of israel because the morality is with that
0: right um and then on the other hand it makes perfect sense because that's the the the, the great well that's what i wrote right i wrote that that it's very easy to understand ben shapiro as being on shlichut being an emissary it's really pretty simple. He is an emissary, emissary of Jewish pride, uh, an emissary of, of conservative or values in general, like classic values. Uh, and he feels himself to be an emissary, and he really is an emissary of that. So he, he can easily be an uh, his He also said that Israel is actually the guarantor of his life in America because it protects uh you know, st- stops a certain amount of anti-Semitism by being a strong state that defends Jews, and there's a truth to that, of course. There's also, sadly, a, a big leap and growth in anti-Semitism today, and even Israel is not stopping that. And um, and that part I don't quite agree with. But much much more, what I try to focus on is that I don't myself, I don't myself like, I didn't like the question of, are you making Aliyah? And the reason I didn't like it was because I felt that it was a gotcha type question. Which, which was not coming out of a place of, hey, brother, you know what I mean? We really want to invite you to make Aliyah. The way I understood it, it was, it was a bit of a gotcha question, which is like, where, where, can, I, where can I find your, you know, your Achilles heel? But to me, um, I've really come to an understanding that Aliyah is not a binary thing only. It is the highest level to live in the land of Israel. God is in-gathering the exiles. And, and living here is being close to God. And it's, it's really the opportunity of our generation. That it, nekuda, stop, full stop. However, uh, there are people in various situations. And I think that when we talk to them, uh, various situations that don't allow them to make aliyah, or maybe they don't even want to make aliyah. Uh, maybe they want to live half a year in America for for business reasons and for family reasons and for community reasons. there are such things or maybe yeah, maybe they want to be on the uh, the line what's it called of um, um, what are they called the not travelers, not trekkers uh, the the folks that um, commuters ah the commuters line
1: well, you know, the, I, there are two things about that. One is that we just read the Torah portion in which two and a half tribes said that they did not want to come into the land of Israel, um, but that they would agree to help fight the war to conquer the land of Israel, but that they themselves are not going to come in. They're going to stay outside. And it's it, it might be an interesting parallel, Isha, because you really have these uh, amazing people outside the land of Israel. They're Jewish in every single way. They're they're completely part of Am um, Israel. And they say, we will help you fight for Israel. We are going to send our money. We are going to send our support. We're going to send our political clout ahead of us to be with you. But, like, we're not coming. We're not going to come into the land of Israel. It's nice and green out here. Good for our cattle, right? And <sighs> the, the rabbis don't actually look so favorably on that decision of the, of the, of the tribes, Although it was kind of like a permissible decision, and and Mo- Moshe decided that that was acceptable, meaning to say it's not forbidden, but it wasn't considered uh, the ideal.
0: Great example, Maka. That's a great example. Um, what was his main take, though, Moses? What, what 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 was what was the thing that he really wanted to make it clear more than anything that we have a joint mission, a united mission? He didn't say to them. You can have this land and therefore you don't, you're you're fine. You you know what I mean? You don't want that land, the land of Israel, so you don't have to fight for it. Why should you fight for a land
1: that you're not going to take inherit? ownership of? He's
0: like, look, I get it. I get your position. And for various reasons, you want to stay here. But we know that we have a joint mission. And that mission is to liberate the land of Israel. You can't move in for, for various reasons or for even not such great reasons. Okay, but will you accept and accede to the idea that we have a great mission in our generation, which is the liberation, the settlement, and the building up, and the massive success of, in that case, the first state of Israel? Right. In this our... is
1: what we're doing as a group. What you right. do as an individual <laughs> is something else. But right. as a group, this is what we're doing, and you have to do what the group is needs needs you to do.
0: Right. And and i'm saying and what i what my main thrust of my article was can we get together over the central idea a central idea that the greatest mission of the jewish people in these generations is the building of the land of israel and if we can then it's not limited to the jewish people living in the land of israel but it is a jewish national peoplehood goal and therefore let's get together and build israel i myself can tell you that from experience, I work with a lot of Jews, good friends of mine, who live outside of the land for various reasons, and they are builders of the land of Israel. Another way to call that, some of my friends wouldn't call them that, but some of my friends would, it's Zionist. I'm a Zionist. And to me, you, you years ago, gave me a distinction between being a pro-Israel person and a Zionist. Not every American Jew is a Zionist. Okay? Right. Some are pro-Israel, which means that they're like, yay, Israel. But some are like, no, I live in America, but we have a joint mission to build the land of Israel, and I'm going to be part of it. It might be financial, and it might be other otherwise.
1: Now, it's, it also happens to be that there's a lot of rabbis outside of the land of Israel, Torah people, who have not decided that it is the obligation of every Jew to live in the land of Israel, at least under this construct. Um, but nobody, I mean, I, you know, we don't have a Beit HaMikdash today. And that's that we mourn. Literally, we mourn right now. OK, we mourn that there is no Beit HaMikdash. It is our fault. It is other people's faults. And we pray for the day that it won't be our fault anymore or anyone else's fault. And that we will just get the, to earn the Beit HaMikdash and that Hashem will have mercy on us and on all of you. Uh, amen. Uh, that being said, there is a very specific mitzvah. And Isha, you and I have, have thought about this mitzvah um, in, in, uh, in detail before, and that is the mitzvah of three times a year. Right. You know, we, ha- we had to uh, make a very, very big decision once, and that decision was whether we should leave Jerusalem and move outside of Jerusalem to Judea. It was a gut-wrenching decision, um, filled with crying on my part, uh, because leaving Jerusalem is um, is a big deal. And we went to a rabbi one time, and I told the rabbi, I don't want anyone to think that the Fleischers are like just leaving Jerusalem, you know, that you can just like leave Jerusalem. Yeah, you go into Jerusalem, out of Jerusalem, in Jerusalem, that it's like not a big deal. Like, this is Jerusalem. What do we do? And the rabbi said, uh, I'm a Kohen, and it is my obligation to serve in the Beit HaMikdash one day in Jerusalem but it is not my obligation to live in Jerusalem. And that, I think, is kind of, you could extend that thought out to what we're talking about now, which is, it is the Jews' obligation to come see the face of Hashem three times a year at Pesach, Sukkot, and Shavuot, but is it an obligation to actually wake up in the morning every day in the land of Israel? Some people say yes, unquestionably, right? But there are opinions out there that say maybe not. Maybe what you just have to do is come three times a year, which, by the way, a lot of the people who are not living in Israel are also not doing, right? It's not like they're coming three times a year and making sure that they show up to do the regalim like it says but, in the Torah. But
0: some do. I don't some know if they do. come three yes. times a year, but they come at least once a year. Okay, and that's I, not three times a year. Right. I, sometimes I think, not to, three sometimes I think to myself, like summertime is its own regal. Like right. like you come when you can, and people do come. Right, and, and
1: those people should be praised for that. That is definitely praised. Praise, not, praise, yes. not just praise, not
0: just praise, not just praise, not just praised. When you decide, and, and here's here's a piece of advice for everybody. When you decide that you're like, Israel's part of my life, and I come to Israel once a year. I can't live there for X, Y, Z reason, but I come to Israel once a year. That's part of my budget in terms of time and in terms of money, and that's what I do. I don't, I don't do less than that. I come once a year. That's part of my life. I don't make that decision every year again. Should we go this year, honey? I don't know. Do we have the money in the bank account? I don't know. No, 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 no. I am a Jew who is part of the building of the land of Israel. I can't live there right now, and but I do come there once a year. That's part of my life. And even a bigger opportunity, I think, in our time, and I wrote about this as well, is buying a piece of property in the land of Israel. It is the mitzvah of our time. If you can, buy a piece of property in the land of Israel. And, the, and worst comes to worst, if you can't buy a nice apartment, you could buy a one-bedroom. And what I'm talking about is... A place to be buried, you know, uh, a, uh, a, Arba, a yeah, a, a little, a little plot, sh- shall we say, okay, a little, a little one-person plot, you know, uh, that that is also something that people do. But get a piece of the rock, be part of it, be like own it, like 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 get into it, and that's all I was trying to say. I was trying to say that if you make aliyah into, do you did you or did you not make aliyah? It's it's too binary, and you said something to me. When we were talking about this, and thank you for your help for this article, sure. uh, which which uh, which a lot of people liked, uh, is that we also live in a time where the world is more globalized, more global. There's more flying back and forth. There's just more, and therefore that leads to all kinds of other funkier connections to the land of Israel that are not just like binary, like did you make Aliyah or didn't you make Aliyah? Again. Let me be clear. I absolutely believe and I can show you many sources that it is a higher level, a way higher level to live in the land of Israel and God says that he's going to ingather gather his children. That is, I'm not at all like...
1: And he talks about it a lot.
0: Right, I'm not shrinking away from it. In the Torah, right. it's,
1: not, it's not like a metaphor. Right. I but, don't like it also when people... There are people who literally turn it into a metaphor. I don't like that.
0: No, it's not a metaphor. It's not a metaphor. But on the other hand, if you're like... What's the, and I've talked about this on the show, what's the Aliyah that I can do? Can I, can I I? What's the step I can, can I take? Can I buy a piece of property? Can I, can I commit to coming in the summer? Can I make a statement to my wife, to myself, to my children, saying, I believe that the goal of this generation is the building of the land of Israel and I'm a part of it? Can you make that statement? Uh, can you, of course, buy products from the land of Israel, like the wine of the land of Israel? Or other things. Can you put a picture up of... of
1: Olive oil that's grown in Italy is so nice. Yeah. But buy olive oil made in the land of Israel. Just do it. Just eat the olive oil from the land of Israel. Maca,
0: not easy for people outside of the land to find There are
1: different places. You know, it used to be that we would go to America and I would bring as gifts to people like olive oil and dates and stuff like that. And I was like schlepping like kilos and kilos of this stuff. And then I started to go to the local grocery stores and I stopped bringing dates and olive oil because mm-hmm. I see there are some places, of course, that it's hard. Right. But today, like, it's not that hard. Right. It's not that hard. And in in, uh, certainly in the major cities, you can find it. Um, And you can find a lot of this stuff on Amazon, too.
0: Right. You know what else you could do, Manka? Yeah. You could get yourself a funky watch and have it set on Jerusalem. That's time. cool. A hafti. Or... If you have one of those really funky watches that has two different clocks, like a little tiny clock inside or something like that, and you set that to Jerusalem time. Or maybe you set that one to the local time and the big clock you leave for Jerusalem. I like that. But the reason I say this is because one of the sponsors of the show is Retro Watch Guy, retrowatchguy.com. He's got a beautiful, you see, so good on Instagram. Uh, And he's got right now uh, 1969 Universal Genève Unisonic Sub. Really cool looking watch. Malke, check this out. Let's see. That you like is them? cool. Yeah, Let's that see. looks
1: like a watch that you like.
0: Yeah, it is. There's a lot of watches that I like. These, these are, these are cool. These are really, really cool. And um, uh, that is one of the sponsors of the show. And you can check them out on Instagram, uh, Retro Watch Guy, uh, and uh, you could go to RetroWatchGuy.com and check out uh, some of these great w- watches. And I'm, I'm just looking for one with another. I think there's there, there's definitely ones around here with like a second dial, okay? that second dial you could definitely turn. And we were talking uh, I was talking with retro watch guy and we were saying, um, uh, you know maybe he can have a line of these classic watches for Shabbat. I even came up with a uh, with an idea for for the Shabbat uh, name, which is Shabbat Shaon. Shabbat, <laughs> Shabbat Shaon, which just means a Shabbat watch just a Shabbat watch which. I think is a great gift as well. Uh, We also have an awesome uh, relationship with the folks at Prohibition Pickle. I was just in the mall in Gushet and I saw their former storefront, and their storefront said, we did not close. We just moved, and they moved to a bigger location. And uh, I have not heard enough of people telling me that they have ordered and loved some of the opportunities that they can uh, order great stuff at uh, prohibitionpickle.co.il, and if you haven't gone there, you're just missing out because it's a great website. And having feeling hungry right now, I'm starting to salivate just thinking about some of those Shabbat treats. And it's already Wednesday here in Israel, so mark it's almost Shabbat. Yes, and it's also I can't believe it. it's also Rosh Chodesh Av. Oh, and so that means that we should days. we should have we should have a, like on Shabbat you got to go like have a Shlomo feast. You know what I mean? That's ah, the, nice.
1: Yeah, because Tisha B'av is going to be also on Shabbos. Yeah,
0: you, and you got to just go crazy with that. So let's do. Let's get ready for that. Yes.
1: I just want to I just want to like tie up though the the last little part. You went into the watches and and all of our beautiful beautiful amazing sponsors that are that everybody should really go check out. But um I just want to finish up. Go ahead. The um the last segment which is what you're kind of saying is like everyone should take a step.
0: Right. That's right.
1: And it's not like you're saying, "Well, you're drinking wine at your table, so like, don't worry about Aliyah." No, no, that's certainly very not. nice. You know, everyone and what they can do, right? right? So you're drinking wine, and you don't want to make Aliyah, so therefore you don't have to make Aliyah. That's not what you're saying. What you're saying is, wherever you are, take a step. Progress is progress.
0: Yeah, progress is progress, and 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 let's be part of it, and let's not alienate one another. Like Israelis sometimes alienate folks by saying like, you're making Aliyah? It's like, it's like I would I would have answered that. I would have answered that question being like, you know what? I am making Aliyah. I'm teaching my kids how important it is. I might be buying a piece of property here in Israel. I'm taking my steps towards it. I think my, my children are going to go for the year in Israel, maybe stay here. I'm going to encourage them. If they say to me, I want to go to the army, I'm going to say, sure. Whatever it is, I'm, I'm like, I'm on the... Here, here. Maybe, maybe I'm on the spectrum. I'm on the spectrum of Alia. I'm, I'm, I'm like on a path. I'm, I'm connected. I'm in. I'm, I'm one of you. I'm the doer. I'm in. I'm building this thing. I'm part of this thing. And I want to give people not an out, an in. That's right, that's exactly. Right, 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 that's right. exactly the this this the distinction. It's not an out. It's an in. That's exactly what what I'm trying to say to people. It's not. So I'm not trying to let you, let you off the hook. I'm trying to bring you in. But I just want to get you say that
1: Israelis also. That sometimes people outside the land of Israel they get like defensive or irritated when Israelis asking that question, like you just said that the, that it's like a gotcha, right? Yeah. But in actuality, you have to understand that when a Jew is asking you if you are making aliyah, what they really mean is you are great. Come live right next door to me.
0: There is a the truth to I that. I want you There's with me, and
1: you are you are from you are you are like a big fancy guy with a fancy network. I want you to live next to me. You are like impoverished and I have to go sheshesh teisha you out of like some hole in the middle of Ukraine and like drag you with no money and spend millions of dollars to grab you I will do that too like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter to me what you are it doesn't matter to me what you have if you're a Jew I'm gonna look at you right in the eyeball and go I want you with me
0: that's right um, that's also a very good point and a very loving point absolutely uh, check out my article at uh, jns.org it's called uh, Ben Shapiro and Binary Aliyah. Good and, keywords, by the way. Yeah, you like that? And mm-hmm. then, and then it's also at Jewish Press. In fact, the Jewish Express sent out an email with my with with the title of that. That's really and, nice. on their email and saying that this is a must read article. Steve Levitt wow. at Jewish Press was like, "This is one of the most important articles." Wow! 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 Goes to me. Wow, wow. He goes, to me he goes to me. I want to tell you something, frankly. This is one of the most important articles you've written. Wow! And so, okay. Uh, so I want to hear your response to that. Please write me an email, Yeshai at com. Maka Fleischer, I want to thank you so much for joining me. I also want to thank uh, and c- encourage everybody to uh, come to Hebron this summer. Everybody's coming in Hebron uh, this summer, and that is easy to uh, get you in. People are like, how do I get there? What bus do I take? And the answer is, you don't take a bus. You take our bus. The Hebron Fund has a twice a week tour hebronfund.org forward slash tour with the famous and infamous rabbi simcha Hachbaum can't stop that guy (laughs) cannot cannot stop stop him okay and he's got he's just he's just double bussing twice a week he's just like he's a monster that that covid thing was just a way for him to rest up and get going (laughs) so so well but (laughs)
1: chayesar also people have to start planning for right that's right it's already starting people who want to come for the great annual pilgrimage yeah to the tomb of Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Rebecca, Jacob and Leah, but especially on that shop is to Sarah. Yeah. To Sarah Imenu.
0: Yeah, we're not we're you not You already
1: got to start your planning now.
0: Yeah, yeah. So so yeah check out the Like ch- the
1: beds are already starting to be filled.
0: The Ch to the Sir, okay? <laughs> Chai, sir okay? The ch to this uh, you know yes. you get ready for chai sorry but we're not there yet frankly Malka, you just like caused me to have a heart palpitation
1: but isn't it true i hear people already starting to talk to you about it
0: yes it is true
1: so i just want to give these are our people they're bifnim they we we owe them protects we got to start a lot of
0: hebrew words here Malka. what we are owe them like what's bifnim? you're there
1: they're you guys are insiders uh-huh. If you're listening to the show, you're on the inside. uh, And we owe you like the hookup.
0: What is this? The hookup.
1: The hookup hookup of knowing somebody in power. That's right. That is an important word in Israel, folks. That's right. So we're giving you the hookup to let you know that if you're coming for Chayis now is already the time to start.
0: Okay, so check out... I did not mean to give you a heart palpitation. Yeah, no, but you did. So JNS.org, it's okay. That's part of your wifely duties. Uh, JNS.org is a great news site, and so is JewishPress.com. Uh, and also check out uh, new, new co-sponsors of the show uh, at the Biblical News website, which is uh, three sixty five uh, Israel365news.com, uh, and their awesome product, which is the Israel Bible, theisraelbible.com, which is an amazing uh, product of a Bible that you need to get biblical about. And you're going to have it in your home. You're going to thank me. And you should you should send me a picture if you have the Israel Bible. That's right. Send Yishai a picture yishaiyishaiflyer dot com of your the Israel Bible. And If you haven't gotten one, go to the Israel Bible and then put in coupon code Yishai. And then what happens? Bam, Bang. bam. Ten percent off God's Word. Okay, there you go. <laughs> yes, Maka.
1: Speaking of pictures, I just want everyone to know that I got almost two hundred likes on Twitter for my picture of brisket, which I put up this week.
0: God brisket you, Maka. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Amen.
0: <laughs> so I just want to
1: encourage listeners.
0: <laughs> Blessings from the land of brisket. To
1: send, always, I'm always open for some good recipes, some good food ideas. You got parsha food that you're making.
0: Yeah, you should make a parsha food dish. Parsha, like what? Borders of the land of Israel, or like maybe, just only
1: the crusts of the bread. Basically. Or maybe
0: I feel like city of refuge sounds like a like a like a mixed drink. Hmm. <laughs> you hear that? You see that? Oh, interesting. It'll be like, red. I don't know. E- brown. <laughs> City of Refuge. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, people, we need to know what's in the City of Refuge cocktail. Write <laughs> <laughs> in, dot <Ishai>, com.
0: <laughs> That's funny. I like that. Oh, my gosh. And, and our son, Elazar, came up with a new slogan. He's got his parents sloganeering in his blood. He came up with a slogan. TM. Okay, we've already copyrighted it. Don't take it. Says to me, okay, yeah, yeah. Chevron. Co- the future of the past. (laughs) I'm like, darn kid, you're good. That's good. Not quite 11 years old. That boy's good. That boy's good. Yeah. (laughs) 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 All right, folks. uh, Lots of love to all of you and lots of blessings from the land of blessings. Did I forget somebody? I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. Oh, this show is dedicated to uh, Leah, formerly Lisa Goldman.
1: such a good person. Such a good person. We miss her so much.
0: Lisa, we love you. We really love you. And and we're sending her, our... Her, uh, her
1: kids and her husband are a testament to... That's right. ...the life that she lived.
0: Absolutely. And her community. And her community. That's right. And
1: she built a beautiful town. And if any of you are here visiting, Yonatan is definitely a place that's worth stopping by. Oh, my gosh. Or to stay stand like an Airbnb over there. A very good location. In
0: the Golan Heights. Above nice uh,
1: religious town.
0: I want to wish... Uh, okay? oh. Yes, a little happy birthday to my beloved uh mom uh and she's a great mom god bless her for a great, amen, a great amen, year amen 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 and thank you Arizal, for uh, awakening the time to return to the land of israel <sighs> and more great stuff is on the way i'm sure i forgot more stuff oh ben Bresky, yochebed yochebed tabitha Moshe Herman, and lou all on the uh um on the on the team to get the show out there you guys are beautiful you guys make such a difference Support, always welcome. That's right, support is always, always welcome. Uh, and check out buymeacoffee.com forward slash Yishai. Just buy me a cup of coffee. It's really beautiful. It makes a little difference. And in fact, Stephen C. bought me two, cof- two coffees last week and he wrote. And he, what's going on with me? It's late. <laughs> Stephen C. bought me two coffees last week and he writes, I love God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my might. And I love Israel. Thank you for your excellent coverage of the CPAC event. Shabbat Shalom so thank you very much for that that's right All right. next up we have an amazing talk with Ronel from Ronel's Cafe in the South Hebron Hills I promise you you're gonna love this interview coming right up it's just very special so stick around for that it's a very special interview uh, and more great stuff is on the way lots of love lots of blessings Malka thank you very much yes and shalom. shalom Shabbat shalom
1: Shabbat shalom Don't worry, the Ishai Fleischer Show will be right back, so stay tuned.
0: Alright folks, you are listening to the Ishai Fleischer Show, and I'm standing in one of my favorite places in Israel. It's a little bit to the south, it's south of uh, Hebron, in the south Hebron Hills. Really, it's the, the edge of the Judean desert. And the nearest town, I could see it in the far distance, kilometers away, is actually Arad, the famous desert city, uh, which in ancient times was an enemy of the Jewish people. Today, a very interesting and kind of colorful Jewish town overlooking the Dead Sea. Well, we're not exactly there. We're, we're to the west of there right now in a town called Mitzpeyair. Yair. is right across from Susia. It's on Route 60. Uh, it's it's at the edge of the Judean desert. Really, the Dead Sea is nearby. Uh, it's a harsh climate. It's not an easy climate. It's a windy climate, deserty, not, arid. Not a lot of water, uh, and not an easy place. Also, in terms of Jewish settlement, the state of Israel is weak. Is weak in these parts. Okay, it is not. It is not strong as it should be. And in, anybody that lives in Judea and Samaria knows that Judea and Samaria is a weaker state of Israel than if you go to Tel Aviv. You are. You know that that you're in the periphery. But here, it's the periphery of the periphery. Uh, about a year ago, I was driving around here, uh, going to my carpenter uh, that I do a lot of work with in Susia, and I drove across the way and I saw a sign at the corner of my eye that said uh, Ronell's Ronell's Cafe, and uh, I just kept driving, and then something in my brain told me, "Nope, turn around." I was with the kids, and I turned around and I drove through this small tiny town on a dirt road, and I got to in the area that was Mark Ronell's Cafe. At the time, there was nobody here, it seemed like. And suddenly, this lady came out, and her name was indeed Ronell. She seemed to know me from Facebook or something. And it uh, turns out that since then, we've had a very a fruitful relationship in terms of her wonderful restaurant, now also a campground, overlooking the Judean desert, and also a wonderful hostess with her husband, Yosef, uh, here Ronell, thank you so much for joining me.
2: Thank you. It's very, very nice to join you and to talk to you.
0: Well, you have a, you have a a very strong South African accent, but not exactly the South African Jewish accent. A, a more a more, a, a real South African accent. And that's because you're actually come from, a, you're a convert. You came from a, a, another peoplehood, South African peoplehood, uh, uh, and Afrikaans, that whole business, uh, and your family, as many South Africans were successful, uh, uh, dairy farmers, and all throughout your life, you had a calling to God until the point that you got here today. So tell me just a little bit in short, uh, just a little bit about, about how you got to where you are, and I guess how you got to who you are today.
2: You know, everybody always asks me this question, how did you get to where you are now? And without telling you this extremely long story, I'm just going to give you a short, very, very short version of something very special that I was reminded of just a few weeks ago when I had the same question, how did you get to Mitzpah Yair? And I was suddenly reminded that in 2009, at the end of 2008, for the first time, I discovered um, that there was a Chanukah. Because before, we only followed the, the Torah. We didn't uh, know that there was a Chanukah and a Purim. So when I discovered the Jewish calendar, the first festival that I saw that I never knew about was Hanukkah. So during that Hanukkah in 2008, I asked yourself to please marry me again. I said to him, let's rededicate our temple. Let's promise each other the 10 words and um, just rededicate our family and our marriage and everything to Hashem. At at that stage, we didn't call him Hashem. um, And for my sort of present, for my gift, Yosef brought me to Israel. And by some miracle, I honestly believe it was a miracle, we landed in Shamron on this hilltop with five caravans and one tent. It was February, it was freezing cold, it was soft raining, and I was drawn to this tent because I thought, how does people live in a tent on this hilltop in this cold? And as we approached the tent, two young boys came walking out with bayotes all the way to their waists, black and white, dressed in all black and white, and they invited us inside their tent. And it was books and books, and books, and a mekarer, a, a, a fridge. That I, that's what I remembered. And we started talking to each other, and they were very friendly, very nice. And Yosef started asking them questions, and it was so enlightening to hear their answers. But at the end of the conversation, I asked the young boy, why do you live here? Of all places, why do you live here? And he answered me, in the most profound way for me at that time. He said to me, because here we live Torah. And it just touched me tremendously. And as Yosef and I walked out, we, um, we looked at each other and I said to him, or he said to me, I can't even remember who said what, but we said to each other, may we one day merit to live like this, to live Torah. And honestly, I think the God of Israel heard that prayer. And that's why I live in Mitzvah here. Because here, on this mountaintop, I'm learning day by day to love Torah.
0: Mm. Great answer. Uh, great, great point. And I think that's like actually a prayer that I think all of us could definitely uh, say. I know that listeners to my show are various types of peoples. Yes. In various stages in life, in various places. Yes. And who, like me, like yourself knows how we could be in different stages in life in different places and and the people that listen to this show they they want that prayer which is you know god let me h- live torah let me live your let me live your vision your
2: yeah your way because your way is the way that brings high life to my life here I can I grow my figs, I have my grapes, we've planted 300 olive trees, we can do all the laws of Torah with it. I mean, this is living Torah, then it's, this is when it comes alive, when it's not just a word written in a book, it's really the way I live. And that's, to me, the gift of this cafe.
0: Right, so you you, you said also the cafe there at the end. Um Not only are you living this life, but you've also created this place in a kind of unsuspecting uh, locale. And, uh, you know, I just was taking my good friends, the Rothschilds, from Australia, from Melbourne, to, uh, they are on a trip, and they came to Chevron today. And I said to them, listen, we're going to drive 20 minutes south. Now, the drive 20 minutes south is a funky drive. It's, it's it's like Arabs and it's a dusty road and it's windy and it's, and you're just like, and, and, and at some point, uh, my friend Jeff, who was in the second car called, he's like, where are we going? Where are you taking us? Uh, And only when you get here, do you know where you've been going. But until you got here, you didn't know where you were and, and you felt unsafe and, and irregular and whatever it is. So, uh, you've created us a cafe. Today you served us uh, wonderful fish and salads and great bread. Uh, and we went halavi. Uh, but you also, interestingly enough, you also have you have both meat and milk.
2: Yes, we have a kitchen that is basari, mahadrin. And we also have a halavi kitchen, which was actually amazing when we spoke to the Rav about it. You know, initially when he came to help us to set it up, we said we need both. We are so far away. We want—if someone says to me, "I want meat," I don't want to say to him, "No, sorry, I can't help you." We want to serve people coming to the area. And um, my dream for the farm, since the first second we had the privilege to come here, has always that I say to Yosef, "Here, we need to do Jewish simchas." Mm-hmm. That is my weapon. Against my neighbors, my Arab neighbors, mm. I live here as a Jew. I do the Jewish things: brit bat mitzvah, bar mitzvah. We've had a few small weddings. We've had one big, 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 big four hundred wedding um, for, of my neighbor, and and this is what we do here. And how do you get? One of the first things Hashem started to, teaching me after Shabbat was eat, how to eat. That your food is also holy, and that you need to lift your food. And that's why food's very, very important to me. Very, very important to me. And to be able, like the friend that you brought, she said to me, Wow, how wonderful it was to eat fresh, homemade food that is kosher. Because in Australia, they've got these little places in the mountains everywhere, but it's not kosher. So this, I said to her, this is exactly why I do it. If people come and they make the effort to visit my area, I want to feed them. And I want to know that I feed them kosher food.
0: One of the things that you mentioned just now is uh, the problem of your neighbors. Uh, you have Arab neighbors here. But more than that, uh, this is one of the places where the international left comes to attack. One of the things that I've learned about the international left is that they're very sensitive to understanding where the state of Israel is weak. And where it's weak, that is where they attack, where they sense that the state of Israel is not... Uh, takif as we say in Hebrew Not uh, clear on its mandate And its sovereignty uh, That's where they're found And this South Hebron Hills Including recently an event that happened here That became very televised uh, A rock throwing incident Which was unpleasant really uh, But this place One of the reasons that one of your neighbors Reacted pretty harshly Was because the backstory is This place is constantly under attack yes. Not far away from here Walking distance About 10 minutes walking distance is an encampment uh, of sponsored far-left uh, Arabs or the, the European left sponsors them and they are trying to encroach and limit your growth. And you're saying that your, your simchas are contrary to that but it is a fact that you are under physical uh, attack of land takeover.
2: All the time. All the time. And if my defense is if I get drawn into that, um, I get very despondent. And, um, because you don't always have the words to defend your... You don't have the energy. Why should I defend that I live here? Um, I mean, like you said in the beginning, I'm a convert. Um, and of all the places that Hashem could have brought us to live, where did he bring us? Here. So the God that I follow, the God of Israel, Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, brought me here. And this is my mandate. This, I didn't choose and say, wow, you know, one day, of course I made the prayer. But um, the prayer was, please give me a place where I can live, Torah. And he brought me here. Of all the places, he brought me here. And this is what I always say to my children. This is our mandate. The fact that we were walking for 15 years before we came, became Jewish with the God of Israel, step by step on our journey, he brought me here. This is my mandate. So what do I do? I live here as a Jew. This is my answer. I don't get involved in the confrontations. I don't have the strength for it. If I'm faced with it, Bezrat I find the words to defend it, but I try to avoid it. Mm-hmm. I really try to avoid it.
0: Well, you do, well, you do it through bringing people here yes. and having these events. Yes. And I'm not promising anything, but please... Consider booking My wife and I have already talked about In two Augusts from now Two years from right now uh, Our son uh, Elazar's bar mitzvah oh, Bizrat Hashem God. Bizrat Hashem uh, Last question really uh, And that is About spirituality um, We talked about cooking We talked about settling We talked about living as a Jew We talked about Fighting back The international left And then the jihad And all that uh, But I think that Really one of your strengths Is uh, a pathway to spirituality A pathway to God I have listeners Who are Jewish were or very orthodox. I have ones that are less orthodox. And I have many non-Jewish friends, uh, some who are just Gentiles and others who are hardcore Christians, and, and others I think I have some Muslim listeners as well. well what's, what's your words for, for people who are, who are really uh, in search uh, of, a, of a true relationship with God? Uh, how, how to go about finding it? Uh, and, and, and does Israel have a connection point for all people speaking, seeking spirituality?
2: Well, Yeshai, this is a big question. I believe if you search, you will find. Um, I don't believe everybody will become Jewish. Um, I believe there are certain shamas that just have a bigger pull towards it. Um, I don't believe it's the only way to salvation. Baruch Hashem, for Jewish, for my Jewish, um, learning that in Judaism. Um, if you search with a pure heart and speak to Hashem like I speak to you now. He hears and he starts a journey with you. The question is, how big is your desire? How big is your desire to come closer, to... to, and to me, the freedom that I received at, at becoming Jewish is I, I actually don't think I need to search so much anymore. Because I read my parasha, I follow his ways, and I'm connected to him. And sometimes I feel very connected to him, and sometimes I don't feel very connected to him. Sometimes I go through wonderful, wonderful times, and sometimes I go through very, very hard times. It doesn't bother me anymore. Because I know... I am on the right track. Um, My journey brought me to Judaism, and that gave me peace. Um, And other people has other journeys. Keep on searching with a pure heart. I remember very, 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 very long time ago, it must have been 1997, I read the Psalm of David, where it was written that he was, a, he was a man with a pure heart. And I remember sitting in my car and praying and saying, Wow, God, can I have a pure heart? It's such an incredible gift. Um, can I have a pure heart? And still today, this is my prayer. So this is how I live. When I read something, this is what I pray. When I read about Moshe being humble, please God teach me humbleness. When I read about David and when I read about their their struggles and their... This is my connection, this is my walk. um, And I'm just... I don't even want to say to a happy person, happy is not the word fulfilled. I've come to my place, my makom in Hebrew, my makom. I've come to my place.
0: I think, though, uh, one of the things that uh, people can extract, but you didn't say it uh, straight out, but I know for fact, is one of the things that has brought you also is the book. Yes, I know. I just I know that from talking with you in the past. It's reading the Torah. It's reading the Tanakh. It's reading the Psalms. This has been an inspiration for you, even when you were yet a Christian. Yeah. You were reading the Bible that spoke to you. It always spoke to you. So, so, so it is a pathway. The book is a pathway.
2: You have to choose that book. You have to choose that book. And what is the book? You know, initially my book was a, a, a Torah, a, a Prophets, and a New Testament. But in my in my story, the more I read the Torah and the Prophets, it became almost a little bit like oil and water. I just couldn't mix it together anymore. I couldn't. And uh, And slowly, slowly we became more and more convinced that um the torah is there to teach me righteousness if i want to know how to live live according to the torah and you cannot go wrong that that was our discovery
0: ronel's cafe is here in mitzvahir south of hebron about 20 25 minutes Um, Route 60 uh, overlooking Arad, I could see it kind of very clearly today uh, Right across from the town of Susia Uh, It's a very special place, it's a very green place Uh, Ronel is also the star of the show But behind Ronel is also a very capable individual named Yosef Who is a very handy Not only is he handy, but he's also shown me some of your new tents There's going to be a tent uh, tent, uh, camp glamping, camping thing but you know what else he showed me? You know what I loved about what he showed me? Not just is it nice, not, not just does it have a beautiful view, but there's something that made me happy on some kind of level, which is all this stuff, that all this great camping stuff, the gear, is South African. And the reason that's interesting to me is it turns out he told me that South Africa makes great camping gear. I had no idea. One of the things that we do as Olim, as immigrants, and as, and as converts, is that we bring... Was good. Uh, right. We bring that, that, that spark. Yes. And so South Africa to me is like, I don't have a lot of good thoughts when I think about South Africa, but it turns out that South Africa does have a lot of forces, those strengths. And so here comes this camping stuff and here it is in Judea.
2: Yes, absolutely. You've got the best quality. Thick because South Africa is nature and people love the outdoors. And right. because of that, you have a lot of very beautiful outdoor products. And this is what we've got. Yes.
0: Very good. Uh, I will be coming to camp here uh, soon, Bezrat Hashem. And thank you very much for hosting us for a wonderful lunch. And, uh, of course, if anybody wants to know more about it and come and see it for yourself, just write me an email, com, and I will be happy to connect you. Ronel, thank you so much. And may Hashem continue to bless you and direct you and help you be a channel for blessings for so many others.
2: Thank you very, very much.
0: All right, folks, you are listening to the Ishai Fleischer Show. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Ronel. Uh, Malka Fleischer, thanks for being on the show with me uh, this week. I really appreciate your being here. Go yes. ahead now. Yes, <laughs> that's right.
1: I feel the same way.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much, Maka, and keep up your good work uh, and your good writing and all of your big efforts. Uh, and may you Great have- show this week. That's right. And may you have a great nine days. I know it's not easy. Thank you,
1: Hashem. Please have mercy on us during these nine days and all around the year. Please, please, please don't be too angry at us. Don't make anyone suffer or have any calamities during the nine days. We totally deserve not great stuff, but please be merciful to us and give us only great stuff. And may it be that we deserve better in the future.
0: And if you want that temple, put it in our minds. Help, yes. help us, help us get smarter. You know, you're the one. Hadat. You are yes. the lesson. You, God, help who, us overcome who ourselves. Us, who gives us knowledge? Who gives us? Who gives us wisdom? So, like, if it's your, if it's, if it's the time, then give us the wisdom. You know, we're, we're looking for it. Uh, you know, go home. Are you too good for your home? <laughs> All right, folks, more great stuff of is on the way. Yeah, okay. lots of good references from 80s movies, 80s and 90s movies when I watch TV, not like today. And so from time to time, I still throw them out because that's what growing up with a lot of television does to you. Uh, but <laughs> in any perfect. case, lots of love to you guys and be part of the story. You are part of the story. Thank you again to all the folks that make this show happen. And Zoe, we're out. Monks, thanks a lot for being with yes, me. Yes,
1: Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom Only to all. good news.
0: Amen.